They say one time around is all you get, but I'm still dancing, so you lost your bet. Welcome to Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. My name is Corey Morissette, joined as always by my brother from another mother, St. John Mariano. John, how's it going? Corey, I don't even I don't even want to talk about it right now. It's been a rough week, my friend. Oh no, it, what happened? It, it, I, I mean, did you listen to the last episode? I was there, I, actually. Yeah. I fumbled more times than the New York Jets over the course of that episode. And man, did I hear it. Uh-oh. Um, I, I got on a call with our sponsor, Ken Nabzak. He not to say he wasn't happy with me, but I, I got notes. And he told me, do not throw them over my shoulder. Make sure I fold them up, put them in my pocket, and bring them to Corey. Because, man, I, I, I'm eating some crow today. Uh, I'm we, sorry to hear that. I, I would like to say it's a team effort, but this really was you kind of dropping the ball last week. Oh, it was, it was 100% me. I mean, I mean, you can start with, we, like, we didn't mention Ken at the top of the show, but it's my job to remind you and to bring that up as part of it. You have so many things that you're flipping the controls and doing things. And part of my responsibility is like, hey, Corey, can you please not forget to talk about our sponsor? He, he, he's the reason what, he's keeping the lights on around here. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I'm, I'm going to go look through the other notes. Can you do the sponsor thing? And I'll be right back. I'm just going to, I got, I, I got to compose myself a little bit. Top of show. Absolutely. Uh, of course, uh, backtracks Aerosmith is brought to you by pop rock and radio. This is Ken Napsock's pop rock and radio, the big hits album cuts and B sides from the rock and pop world that make up the soundtracks of our lives. Look for live shows and make requests. Sing, dance, and celebrate the music with the Pop Rock and Radio community, which, of course, includes myself and John Mariano, unless he's been excommunicated. I'm not sure. Did you find a horse head in your bed after last week, John? Uh, no, not in my bed, but, but, but Ken made me um, not ride a horse all week in Red Dead Redemption. So, oh, so I, ha- no. I, had, I had to, like, sadly chase him around as my character as he would ride. And I did go find them from town to town. It was kind of a sad, sad week for me in video games and in real life. Um, because I, I fumbled the ball twice. I had a butt fumble last week, which, which is what we call a Mark Sanchez around here. Right. He's a New York Jet who famously ran into somebody's rear end and fumbled the ball, one of his own players. And, and I did that last week because I didn't pick a song. That's right. Uh, I didn't think of it until just now, but yeah, after we knock off your song up list, which we did, Rats in the Cellar was last week. That's a Mariano cut. We didn't replace it with anything. So yeah, John, that was your responsibility. We were so excited about getting halfway through the like like, like the first set of songs for this mixtape mix that uh, I dropped the ball. And like I feel terrible because, because listeners, I, 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 don't, I don't know if they listen for that, but if they do, like it never came. And it was just like the show just ended. Like, oh, we're going to go home. And we talked, we, we, we talked, I don't remember what we talked about after the show, but we, we, we talked for, I remember we talked for a while and, and, and like, we didn't think of it, dude. No, like, we were discussing my jujubes uh, on your oobies and, and that's about it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, yeah. So um, replacing Rats in the Cellar, um, and this is a song I wanted to do last week, I think. Um, I wanted to get our first cover out and I'm going with uh, I'm going Helter Skelter by the Beatles. Very nice. Um, it's a, you know, it's a little bit of a problematic song, song you know, not in the way as Jailbait was, but it has its own set of problems that we probably talk about if it, if it hits the dice this week. And if it doesn't, when it comes up, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Now, Helter Skelter, uh, John, was that just on Pandora's box? Yes. yes. So I, I, I believe it was an outtake 
at, at one point, but yeah, it's it's uh, featured prominently on Pandora's box, which is a tremendous uh, box set uh, released kind of at the height of Aerosmith mania uh, in the mid eighties there. So that's kind of an interesting one. I even got to make sure I have it on my, uh, if you, if, if you don't, here. if you, if you don't, I can get it to you. I, 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 I have it. Um, Pandora's box was my, my, my gift to myself many years ago and, and where much of my, uh, Aerosmith collection comes from. Uh, a fantastic box set. I'm, I'm just looking under. Yeah. You may have to send it to me. I don't know if I actually have it downloaded here, but, uh, I have come together, uh, which is also on that uh, box set and also a cover, but no, you're going with the Beatles, uh, Helter Skelter, um, uh, very much covered song. Uh, of course, uh, the Beatles recorded originally, but you too did a very famous cover of it as well. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a fantastic song to cover. Um, personally, if I were covering a Beatles song, um, I'd cover Eleanor Rigby, one, one of my buddies who, who played, played a little punk rock back in the 90s. Um, always said that that would be the song he'd cover, and, and it's always had my attention. But how to scout is a fun one, so we'll. We'll, we'll we'll talk about it if it hits. Why don't we uh, why don't we recap the dice and, and give them a roll for the for the fans? You got it. Uh, currently on the dice, we have chip away the stone, uh, helter skelter, which was added last week. You got to move, permanent vacation, walk on water, and sick as a dog. So if you're ready, John, we're gonna shake the dice here. We're gonna give it a roll, and we're gonna come up with permanent vacation. This is a two John songs in a row. Uh, of course, the title track from the big uh, comeback album. Uh, John, tell us your recollections of Permanent Vacation. Oh, I I, I, I actually put this song on, on my mixtapes and on my playlist as I go on vacation. And it's one of those things that gets me in the mood as I'm leaving the house, whether I'm hopping, hopping in a cab, a car service, or driving myself. Um, it's, it's something that kind of puts my head in that space. You know, so, some people will play Kokomo. You know, you know, you know everybody has their, their, their vacation anthem, and this is mine. And... Yeah, it's permanent vacation, and, and, and the meaning of the song is maybe a little bit different. But I've always associated it with reti- like my retirement. Like this will be my, my my retirement theme when it's time for me to walk off into the sunset and be, be done working for the rest of my life, which probably won't happen until I'm ninety five. But when it does happen, this is the song that's being played. You want to get yourself a tan where the sun never shines? I do. I do. Um, I, I, I like to think of that as my ass crack, but you, you, any, anyway, you, you cut it. Let's uh, let's give it a listen. All right, uh, just a little background. Permanent Vacation, of course, uh, released August twenty fifth, nineteen eighty seven. Recorded at Little Mountain Studio in Vancouver. That's where all the big uh, albums from the eighties was recorded. Uh, re- produced by uh, Bruce Fairbairn, uh, very famous for doing uh, Slippery When Wet and other Bon Jovi albums. Uh, he did some Kiss and some other big albums there. His first really with with Aerosmith, and the first time they ever. Uh, allowed outside writers to come in. Uh, although Permanent Vacation, not one of those songs. This is written by Tyler and Brad Whitford. Uh, his only writing credit, I believe, on uh, the Permanent Vacation album, except for uh, the movie, which is the uh, instrumental at the end of the album. So uh, a Tyler Whitford composition. You don't have a lot of a, a lot of those in the discography. No, no, no. And I, I, I think it's something that we probably, I probably wish they, they would have had more of based on the results, right? Like this is, there's a reason why I picked this song, right? And last week we got to hear one of my favorites. We're going to hear one of my other favorites this week. You know, I'm fr- I'm front loading this with my favorites, so it's going to be hard pressed as we, as we get deeper into the catalog for me to pick ones that maybe aren't as me- much of my personal favorites. 
All right, folks, uh, park your ass in a lawn chair, grab a Mai Tai, and let's uh, take you on vacation, a permanent vacation from 1987. I, I always love that part of the song. Yeah, Joe Perry just playing a riff, and then you cut and you hear all these like monkeys and birds and shit. It was it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's a it 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 it, it puts like I said, it puts you in that I'm going somewhere tropical. I'm going on vacation. I'm gonna have a coconut drink in my hand with an umbrella sitting in it, right? Like even even the riff there put puts you in that headspace. Yep, totally. When the song kicks in there, yeah, and I thought Joey's uh, snare sounds great kicking in there, and all of a sudden you got classic Steven, right, uh, doing a little vocal uh, jazz there to start the song, and then the whole band kicks in. You got steel drum in there, and the so, band is cooking. That is just awesome. So, so juxtapose this what, what we heard last week with Rats in the Cellar. <laughs> yeah, right. We, we, we really heard this like gritty New York band, like, and I know they're a Boston band, but like this East Coast band singing about New, New York. And, and now you have like this almost like this glitzy rock band singing about vacation and and, and they do feel it, it feels like a rebirth in a lot of ways right like from what where they were to where they are and we know that there's a, a little bit of murky stuff that we're going to talk to in between but this feels like a true rebirth of the band and and a lot closer to the stuff that we're going to get on pump and get the grip and nine lives following this yeah well and done with mirrors didn't launch the band like they thought it would but then after Done With Mirrors came the collaboration with Run DMC, and that launched the band. And so now all of a sudden, Permanent Vacation, that's when uh, John Callender and, and, and you know the management team kind of got together, got the band clean finally, and, and you know got them focused, brought in outside writers like Desmond Child, uh, like Jim Valance, um, you know, th things like that, and, and really put forth their, their best foot. I know this album doesn't get a ton of good reviews, um, you know, all music gave it a, a four out of five, which is great. Rolling Stone gave it two out of five. Um, a lot of reviews say collection of sublime, sublime pop metal, but it, it, it's an album I always really enjoyed. It's got a little bit of everything. And, um, you know, th this was the 10th track uh, off of Permanent Vacation. Uh, the last original, really, you have I'm Down is the Beatles cover is next and then the instrumental. So, you know, this is one of the last big tracks on the album. And uh, when you get into the lyrics, you're getting into things like My Nose is Clean and Lordy, I Don't Need No Sedation. This is Aerosmith clean and sober, uh, you know, like, like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Last week, we listened to Rats in the Cellar, which is very much just five guys playing. Like, you know, half of them were whacked out on drugs and, you know, they were just recording it live. This is very much a produced song and you can hear it. Everything's crisp and clean. Bruce Fairbairn uh, is a very good producer. And, um, you know, it doesn't have that that live band feel, but it's very engineered and very clean and, and very kind of manufactured to sound good. I think it sounds good. 
No, not only does it sound good, I really dig the, the addition of the steel drums was such a good call on this song. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a uh, you, you know you get in the sound effects at the to- at the top of it. Now you get the steel drums layered in, and and the the gritty band might not be there, but 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 the heart of the band and the soul of the band still is, and and it's very evident in this song. Yeah, and and remember, nineteen eighty seven, like rock pop was 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 pretty huge and glam metal hair metal if you will uh so aerosmith's trying to kind of you know fit in that groove so you know it, it's not gonna have the production of a toys in the attic or rocks uh but this is very much uh mid-80s aerosmith and, and kind of doing it better than a lot of the bands in 1987 were doing it Thoughts on the chorus, John? That that's kind of a weaker section of the song for me. I, li- I like the end of the chorus, but the "I really, really need Santro Pay" stuff uh, kind of falls a little flat for me. How about you? Yeah, it's, it's, it's lyrically it's not the best, but 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 the the vibe is enjoyable, right? Like to to me, following up on the steel drums and everything, like that's my favorite part of the song going on right and that's what gets me in the vacation mood so to have a little respite or a little breather after that i don't mind it right because if it was just all that it would be two one note so changing it up and breaking it up you might feel it's a little flat but it's hard from where they're going and how up they are and i'm not saying up fast tempo but 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 up energy wise and up spirit wise the only place spiritually they can go is is a little flat and, and, and I think that's the problem that they create with, with the energy that the song creates. All right, let's keep it rolling. I got a system, but you really got a pinhead. She thinks you kick it, but you can't get straight. She says you're living, but I kind of think she's brain dead. Just excess baggage on a late night parade. Yeah, I really need it. I will say I really like that extended got to get away and the way they, they hold that out uh, leading into the solo here. I thought was really well done. Uh, your thoughts on uh, leading into the guitar solo here. I, I, I feel like you, you ever have like a, like a calzone or something that's fresh out of the oven and the mozzarella just stretches to the point where like you're waiting for it to break and it doesn't. And the way they drag that out there, it feels like that, but in the best way possible, right? In like the most delicious morsel ever of just stretching out that mozzarella till t- t- it's like, you, you, you know, as, as thin as a piece of um, dental floss and then it breaks. And, and, and now we're going to get into the guitar solo and, and, and it, it, they couldn't have held it any longer, but they held it for just the right length of time. 
And all at once, John, I love you for the perfect metaphor and hate you because I haven't had supper yet and I'm craving calzone now. So as much as the song is so polished and, 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 and so produced, they are feeling it here. Like it really does feel like the band is jamming, you, you know, and, and, and it's weird how, how it captures all of that. It, it captures the production, the glitz, the glamour of, of, of mid to late 80, 80s pop rock. But, but you're also getting some of the, the grittiness and the jamming of the band that, that we were getting you know, when we listened to Rocks last week, it's not as gritty. It's it's definitely got more sheen and shine to it. And and even the way they're playing, you can it doesn't feel like they're just feeling the notes. It feels very deliberate, but and it feels very intentional. But but it also feels like a little bit like like blues or like jazz, you know, from, from a rock band. Good observation. You know one thing I noticed about that extended musical uh, section there was I could hear the bass. I couldn't really do that on Rats in the Cellar, but you could actually hear Tom playing, and, and that was kind of nice. Well, and, that, and that's where you get to the production value, and that's where we're going to get to so some of this newer stuff is going to be a, a lot cleaner, and, and the, the way they're recording it, technology has gotten better now, and, and, and we're going to see a lot of that um, very very soon, or you know, at, le at least here, here and there as we sprinkle it in, right? Because that's the nature of how we're putting together this mixtape is how we feel about putting on a song is when the song goes on. Exactly. You know what? I'm going to speculate here. Uh, I don't know this for a fact, but uh, one of the engineers on this album was Bob Rock, who uh, rock fans will know he uh, has produced a lot of great albums. He did a lot of good stuff with Metallica. He also did St. Anger, unfortunately. But during that St. Anger period, Bob Rock was playing bass with Metallica. And Bob Rock, uh, you know, a bass player, he was in a band called the Payolas uh, up here in Canada and another one called Rock and Hide, uh, which are both pretty forgettable. But... Um, Maybe that was his influence saying, you know what, Let, let's turn the bass up a little bit. People need to hear what you know, the good stuff that Tom Hamilton's laying down here. Love me some Bob Rock. Love me some some kind of monster. But let's keep going here. we got two minutes left in permanent vacation. I want to give a quick shout out to Morgan Rail playing the steel drums. Uh, you know, we had a little Steven Tyler on the harmonica. We had the band cooking in there. Joe sounded great. Brad sounded great. Joey's playing the hell of those drums. But, you know, those steel drums really make this song a highlight for me. I never realized he said the girls be coming down in Cayman Brack. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and this is this is peak Steven Tyler. This is what we wait for, right? With the lyrics. This is the guy who, who wrote a song about going down on a muffin and had it played on the radio for how many years? Like the, the man's a lyrical genius.
I defy you to listen to the end of that song and not dance in your chair or get up and start dancing. <laughs> Permanent Vacation, 1987. John, uh, would it surprise you to know that this song was played 197 times by Aerosmith on tour, the last time coming in 1990 uh, in Perth, Australia. So they haven't played this since the Pump Tour. That's, that's insane, and, and that's kind of sad. It's, this is definitely a song I would love to hear live. Uh, I would just love to see how they how they pull off some of the effects of this. Um, may, maybe who who knows they're doing that re residency in a few months down in Vegas. You know, may, maybe it makes a return. It it, it, def it definitely should. Um, if if they're doing a residency, I feel like they should try to play as many of their songs as possible. And this is one of them that definitely deserves um, to see the light of day. Yep, every set list should be different, especially if you're doing six months of a residency uh, in Las Vegas. So. Here's open. Uh, they, they maybe put permanent vacation uh, uh, back on the set list. Um, Steven Tyler wants to know, though, John. Any good? Is it any good? I thought it was flipping terrific. <laughs> there you have it, folks. John Mariano says this track is... Outstanding. I just love my sound clips. I, I get a little bored here. I like permanent vacation. I don't love it. Uh, I don't see it having a, a long shelf life on the, on the set list, but I'm glad you put it on there. I'm glad we got to listen to it tonight. It was a lot of fun. Uh, not the best cut off of Permanent Vacation, though, I, I wouldn't say, but uh, a good track nonetheless. I, I, I feel like if I, if I were going to be honest about it, it's middle, middle of the road of, of what is the 10th song we have now. Yes. Um, so so, so I'd, say, I'd, say, I'd say this is like maybe, maybe somewhere between four and six of okay. what we have, um, which I think is fair. I think, I think it'll stay on for a little while, um, depending, depending on what songs come after 18. But um, like you said, I, it's not it's it's not going to stick around to the end. But it'll be fun while it lasts. But I'm dying of curiosity, John, and we're not going to let this mistake happen again. What are you thinking? I'm putting on the dice now for the next show. I'm thinking about time traveling, Corey. I'm I'm going to get in Doc Emmett Brown's uh, DeLorean. I'm going to go way back to 1974. Ooh, that's way back. What do you think? Wait, wait, way back. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm I'm thinking it's time to put on some Seasons of Wither. Ooh. That's a big one, yeah. especially with the diehards. Uh, Seasons of Weather, yeah, that's still a, a very popular Aerosmith song. Uh, that's going to be an interesting conversation, I feel. I I, I, I agree, and I think uh, you know we've been do, we're doing some of the shinier and new stuff on here, and it's time to time to get back to basics. Well, that's definitely basics, all right. Um, you know they, they they played this, I believe, in 07. I, I, I'm not sure if if that's right or not, but they, they did. They have been playing this fairly recently. This is one I can guarantee. I think will be on the set list uh, of the uh, new Vegas residency. Uh, Tesla actually covered this uh, this song on an album. Uh, that'd be really good to hear. So Seasons of Wither now uh, takes the place of Permanent Vacation on the dice. John, anything else you'd like to talk about before we wrap it up for this week? I just, uh, you, you know, I, I always try to give a shout out to, to, to our good sponsor, Ken Knapsack. He's a good friend of mine, good friend of yours. And uh, he, he's, he's, he's busting his hump over, over on his Patreon. Um, if you want to go, go and give him support or some love, um, he, he, he does a couple of great podcasts. He does one called Four Center with his buddy Joe, Joe, Joe Scrimshaw and, and Jennifer Landa. And they cover all things Star Wars and um, are my go-to for any Star Wars listening. And uh, he also does uh, Saturday Night Knapsack, which is his own sketch comedy show. He's a, he's a one-man kids in the hall, and he does some amazing work on Saturday nights. 
And on top of that, he does the pop rock and radio, which we're always talking about because you're all music lovers here. And Ken's one of the best DJs that you probably haven't discovered yet. But if you take the time to go to the pop rock and radio over, over at Mixcloud, um, you, it'll be well worth the journey for you. So uh, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you again all next week. You want me to play the outro from there? No, I want you. I want you. I want you to talk. Okay. Well, you just wrapped it up, though. Oh, oh. You, you screwed up again, John. Because we can't really trust you to do anything. Maybe leave the producer style stuff to me, and and I'll just throw to you to say your little two bits, and then you just yeah. give it back to me, and I'll end the show. You know, you know, I'm having a rough week, Corey. I got, I got ch- chided by Ken. I'm getting chided by you. Yep. I'm going to go and order a New York pizza. And, and what I'll do is I'll send you Bastard. pictures as it Bastard. starts to disappear. I don't like, know if we're going to make 18 fucking songs at this point, John. <laughs> I might be done after this. Uh, tune in next week to see if Corey shows up. It, it, yeah, see if I'm here. If I am, uh, great. If not, John will have a new co-host that he can annoy all to beat hell. Uh, but you can always find me. With, with my much better broadcasting partner, Mark Kamire, uh on, on the show and the podcast, Will Rock, uh, where we're breaking down the Van Halen catalog. And of course, uh, please uh, support all of our friends on the Deep Dive Podcasting Network, which we are very pleased to be a part of, and support Ken Knapsack, uh, like Ken said. I, I, I can't stress that enough. I, I'm a patron of his. I'm a subscriber on Mixcloud. A tremendous individual playing some great tunes on Mixcloud. And his other songs are fantastic too. And he just dropped a new one. Uh, called the ramble for all of his patrons that i'm really looking forward to checking out so by all means support ken knapsack but as always maybe for the last time we'll give the last word to steven tyler so 